We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Got on two special guests with me today, Mr. Colts Law, Lawrence Owen himself, and Matt from Inside the Horseshoe, also big part of this channel as well. Fellas, how you doing? Doing good. Uh, you know, just got on break at work. Well, that's great. Uh, it, it must be <laughs> nice that you're at work. Uh, I, I wish I had a job at this point in time, being that it's like 115 degrees in my house, but you know, it is what it is. I wish I could say I was here. This would be a whole lot cooler. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, no doubt. Well, thanks guys for, for being on here and guys, I, I figure we could have a discussion here talking about the potential for the Indianapolis Colts offense in 2022. Now, obviously guys, the Colts offense last year, did some really good things well, right? They ran the ball really effectively. They had some nice moments last year. But at the end of the day, when all when it all came down to it, the Colts were not balanced, right? I mean, it became very obvious, and Frank Reich has said as much, right, that the Colts relied way too heavily on Jonathan Taylor in that running game. And they kind of abandoned the passing game, honestly, the last couple weeks of the season. And, and it caught up to them, right? They were sitting in prime playoff position, and then a couple weeks later, they're sitting at home, just like us, watching the playoffs. And so... What do the Colts do, guys? They they go and they really make a an overhaul at some key positions, specifically on offense, the quarterback position. They added a wide receiver and a couple weapons for the new quarterback, Matt Ryan. They added gave him a little bit more protection. You know, you got another year of a Michael Pittman Jr. You got you know some young wide receivers that you've drafted the last couple years. So, guys, let's just start right away. Talk about what your thoughts were on the Colts offense last year and where you think maybe they have made some improvements this year we'll start with Lawrence on this one well last year I felt like you know I, I don't have a problem running the ball uh at all uh especially when you're winning and you're winning you want to run the ball um, but there was times last year where it felt like the passing game was a bit forced like it wasn't working and they were still forcing the passing game at, at some points uh just to try to 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 balance things out because the running game obviously was working so well, but they, they didn't want to have a 75-25 in the run aspect of, you know, uh, the plays called. So last year, it was a little bit off. Um, 
obviously we paid the price for it and later later in the year especially the last two games when we could not effectively pass the football when they were shutting Jonathan Taylor down uh which you know is going to happen teams are going to try to shut uh in my opinion the best running back in football down and make you beat them through the air so uh the the additions this year especially with Matt Ryan I feel like this this could be what we was hoping to have last year in that pick your poison offense. And then for me, I felt like with the Colts offense last year, it was inconsistent because of the quarterback play. Like I felt like what really hurt us at the end of the day was inconsistency with our quarterback. Cause there's games where Carson Wentz went out there and just dominated and it was great. And our offense did really good things, whether or not we won the game, our offense still looked really good. And then there were times where Carson Wentz just couldn't move the ball down the field very well. And there were games where he had like 100 yards passing. And it wasn't like he threw 10 passes. He threw like 20 or 25 passes. So I felt like that was definitely the biggest issue with their offense. I I didn't think the receivers were as big of a problem because last year with pretty much the same receiving core, you know, Phillip Rivers had, what, 4,000 yards passing? So I do think this year getting Matt Ryan in there who is more consistent, who can get the ball out faster, I feel like that's going to add more to our offense. I think our offense is going to do much better. I think it's going to show, especially at the quarterback position. Yeah, and I think the big thing for me, guys, was, and you saw it, it was fairly obvious, the Colts did not trust their quarterback last year to go out there and win them games down the stretch. And, you know, and I I think about, you know, before you even add some of the guys that you added this offseason, you didn't utilize really the guys that you had. Beyond Michael Pittman Jr., guys like Naheem Hines were not used, right? Mo Cox was not used as much as he should be in the red zone. Kylan Granson was barely used. Like, there were some guys that, you know, people say the Colts, you know, didn't have talent last year at the skill positions. I just think they didn't use some of these guys to their full potential. What are your thoughts on that, Matt? I, I agree with that because we saw flashes from Ashton Doolin where he would just fly down the field wide open and he would have big plays. So I felt like we didn't use him like we could have used him. And I think with Matt Ryan, you're going to see him play really, really good. And then Naeem Hines, it, it felt like he wasn't even on the team for a good chunk of the season. So um, I felt like we didn't use him when we definitely should have, because, you know, we know how good he is, not just at running the football, but also in the pass game. I mean, in 2020, he was our number one receiver. You know, he was really good. And then, you know, you have other guys out there too. Like I didn't think we used our tight ends as well as we should have used. So I, I just think with our, you know, I, I, I just think with guys like that, we didn't use them effectively. I think this year we're going to use them more effectively because Matt Ryan does do really well with guys like, you know, Mo Ali Cox and guys like Naheem Hines. I think you're going to see them definitely take a step forward. All right. So a big issue last year, I think, was the fact that um, Carson Wentz did not have a guy he trusted outside of Michael Pittman Jr. starting off, right? Uh, he did have some throw arounds uh, before training camp, but a lot of those guys just weren't available to him. Paris Campbell got hurt, you know, uh, where he was throwing around with him and, and stuff like that. And he didn't have the time during training camp and preseason to get acquainted with the other receivers on the team like Naheem Hines and like Doolin and like a lot of these other guys. And I think that's going to have a big effect 
this offseason with Matt Ryan out here, you know, uh, doing these two on, you know, the, the throw arounds with two guys at a time, you know, before even training camp happens. And then at training camp, he's going to get these connections and understand these other guys and have a little bit more faith other than just Michael Pittman Jr. to throw the football to. And because last year, once once Paris Campbell went down, all he had was Michael Pittman Jr. that he felt comfortable with. And he got stuck staring at Michael Pittman Jr. way too much last year, throwing him in, in impossible situations. I don't I don't see that happening with Ryan. Yeah, and even the whole accountability thing as well, guys, with Matt Ryan from Carson Wentz. I mean, we've already seen and we've already heard how Matt Ryan's already starting to hold guys accountable, right? He's he's finding guys in the hallways. He's quizzing them, right? He's holding guys accountable, and that was something that you know Carson Wentz, for as good of a guy as he is, and we can all probably say, we think Carson Wentz is a fantastic human, but when it comes to a leadership standpoint, this was stuff that Carson Wentz wasn't doing last year, right? The things that we're hearing Matt Ryan doing, that sets a tone, guys. That sets a tone for your locker room. That sets a tone for your offense. And if you have a guy that's out there that you respect and is going to demand the best out of you, I mean, just similar to like Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck, some of those great quarterbacks, in the same way, Matt Ryan elevates the players around him by holding players accountable, by doing those things that a leader does. I mean, I don't think that can be understated either. Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, I could just imagine in like practice, he's just yelling, get effing set, like all the time. <laughs> I, I really wish I was at practice just to hear that. But no, you're right. Like the fact that he's holding everybody accountable right away and not just like waiting until training camp to start getting into it. Like it, it felt like just from the get go, he was holding everybody accountable. So I, I do think that's something that's going to benefit the entire offense, too. Because like you said, Carson Wentz, great guy. You know, he's the type of guy that you want your daughter to marry. But he's not the type of guy that, you know, you want leading your team because, you know, he's not going to do what Matt Ryan does where, you know, he's he's not going to take people accountable right away. He's not going to, you know, get in people's faces when he needs to. Like, I don't want my quarterback to, you know, get in people's faces consistently. But when, you know, it's necessary, then, yeah, you got to kind of get in the face and say, hey, you're doing this wrong. You got to do it this way, or else you know we're screwed. Well, it's like what Kylan Granson said um, when, when during the interview. You know, he he's sitting there saying it's not just uh, the quarterback, Matt Ryan. It's the person. It, it, it's how he sets himself up as a leader. It's not just watch me. You know, he's going to tell you, hey, you know, you're not on the line properly, or you know, here's here's some words of of wisdom that I have learned through my 14 years in the NFL. You know, he's here to actually help each individual person on an individual basis, not just as a, a group. So that's going to be huge for the Indianapolis Colts and this Pat and, and and everybody, not just the offense, the defense as well. You know, because you think about a guy like Matt Ryan, who's been around and seen every defense you could possibly throw at him when he's out here dissecting defenses, um, you know, he, he cornerbacks can walk up to him and say, Hey, what did I do to give away the coverage that I was giving? And they could only make them better, you know? So having Matt Ryan, uh, on the team helps the entire team, not just one little aspect of it as well. 
Yeah. And, and one thing I would say, Matt Ryan, if I had to come up with a word for him is he is confident. Mm-hmm. He is a confident individual. He should be. Um, and as a leader, when you are confident and you display that confidence to others, it makes others confident around you. And I think that is something we don't talk about enough is just Matt Ryan is confident. He knows what it takes to win, right? He knows what it takes to play at an elite level. And that permeates throughout the locker room. When, when you have a quarterback that can do that and will do that and will be confident and will be consistent day in and day out. So that's enough Matt Ryan talk, but I, I like that we're able to talk about him. Uh, but I did mention the Colts did add some explosion in the in terms of the weapons that they got around Matt Ryan, right? They obviously, Alec Pierce they added in the second round. They got Jelani Woods as well, and they got protection for Matt Ryan in the form of an offensive tackle out of Central Michigan, Bernard Ryman. What are your thoughts on some of these additions that the Colts had as well um, in terms of specifically the passing game um, from where it was the season ago to now, just the, the explosion that the Colts added through their draft? You you named it right off the bat. I mean, it's, it's athleticism. You, he, the Colts went out and got playmakers, explosive playmakers. Now, um, are, are they guys – we already had some big guys, right? We had the Michael Pittman Juniors and stuff like that. We had some big, big people – a lot of these guys though didn't have the explosion off the line or 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 in cuts and things like that. And Alec Pierce is going to bring that on the outside. Um, you know, Jelani Woods just brings another aspect that defenses are going to have to cover. You know, across the middle and at the tight end position. That uh, somehow, some way, this six foot seven, you know, human being finds a way of getting open behind coverage. What? How does that happen, you know? But he does. So that, you know, Matt's going to have an absolute fantastic uh, time doing that. And then, you know, it's not just passing game. And you, you got to talk about the running game as well um, with the fact that, you know, Ryman is there and he can, he can run the football or not run, but he, he's, a, he's a good power blocker. He's pretty solid at that position. Now, you know, whether or not he's starting or not, that's, that's another question question but he used to play tied in right i mean this is a, a guy who used to play tied in 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 college so he could come in as a, a a special guy you know an extra sixth man on the offensive line and 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 be a surprise target you know or, or something of that nature this is it's absolutely fantastic the amount of special abilities that the colts acquired for this offense this past offseason yeah, and I, I think with Alec Pierce, I mean, the potential there to not just be a number two receiver, but maybe even evolve into like a legit potential number one receiver, I think it's all there because not only is he super athletic, but he's got that speed. Like he's going to kill people with that speed. Um, obviously, he can catch the ball. Like he can do a lot of good things. And then with uh, Jelani Woods, I think not only in the receiving game is he going to be effective, but I could see Frank Reich sending him out as quarterback. Just imagine a six seven just quarterback on one play throwing it to Ryman that'd be absolutely insane and I expect Frank Reich to do that I I just think just not even in the red zone but I think just anywhere on the field he's going to be super effective and then with Ryman I think the potential for him to be a really good starting left tackle it's just insane what the potential is there and I mean if he lives up to that potential I mean look man Jonathan Taylor might hit 2,500 yards with like 200 carries like because we know he can break he like any he can make a move and he's gone and now you add Ryman there who's not going to screw up like um you know a Fisher or whatever but um 
yeah, I, I just think the the pieces we added in the draft with Pierce and Woods and you know, like even Ogletree. I think Ogletree has a potential to go out there and make some plays too. And then with Ryman, I, I just think the potential there is just it's insane. Yeah. Well, last year, guys, the Colts overall on offense, they finished 16th. They were second overall in terms of rushing yards. But here's the big kicker. They were 26 in terms of passing yards per game. Their passing offense was not up to par. The Colts made a lot of, you know, dedicated decisions to upgrade that and make a real big push, especially um, in the draft to get their new quarterback more weapons. So here's the question. This is kind of why we did this video, right? We did this podcast is where are the Colts going to sit? What do we expect for the Colts this next season? Um, Lawrence, where would you say right now, um, because the Colts were very imbalanced, according to these stats and according to all metrics, Colts were very imbalanced last year. Where do you see it evening out? Do you see you know, the passing offense getting better, the running offense getting worse? Do you see about the same in the running? What is your opinion on where you think you know, the Colts' offense, as they, as they strive to become more balanced, where do you think they sit realistically? Well, it's, it's a great thing that you know, even with the imbalance that you talked about and the inconsistency in the pass game, the Colts were still 10th in the NFL in scoring offense. Wow. You know, now imagine – if you have a legit passing game to go with that rushing game, that's that's scary. That's absolutely scary. That means more yardage. That means uh, higher in percentages of drives ending in touchdowns rather than just field goals. I mean, the, the sky's the limit, honestly. Um, it, it really, it, it, it's all going to start and end, and, and I hate to say that it's going to start and end with Jonathan Taylor in that running game, right? If that running game is, is still on point, you're still they're going to force feed that uh, not to the point where it's going to be ridiculous. Uh, like I said, the 70, 25 thing, but when it is time to throw the football, you expect Matt Ryan to be able to do the job properly rather than, you know, uh, left-handed shuffle passes out of the end zone. Um, so that this is something that I, I'm really excited for, you know, I mean, if it's fourth and four, uh, and it's in that no man zone, you know. Uh, yeah, expect Matt Ryan to to get that fourth down rather than you know uh, try to force feed uh, Michael Pittman Jr. forty yards down the field when Jonathan Taylor or Naheem Hines is open right in front of him with no one within fifteen yards. Right? He's going to hit that. So yeah, I I expect the the passing game to go up. Uh, the running game, I. I don't know if it's going to go down. Um, I really don't. I, I expect it to still be a top five rushing attack in the NFL. Uh, I, I feel like they'll they'll continue to feed them. It's just, I believe, because of Matt Ryan's ability to complete passes, right? Six Over 67% for his career. He even had that last year on a really horrible offense with the Atlanta Falcons. He's going to be able to move the ball through the air and complete passes. So... Um, your passing game will go up, uh, top 15, in my opinion. I don't think we're going to crack the top 10 in passing, but it'll still be effective enough to where it's a weapon that can be used at any time. Yeah. And I, I think the offense will be more balanced for sure this year. And I think it's going to get to the point to where you don't have to rely on Jonathan Taylor all the time because Matt Ryan is very capable of having a, you know, 250 300 yard passing game and he's definitely capable of it i don't think he's losing any you know 
I guess, momentum, if that's a good word to use. Um, I think the offense is going to be top 10 this year. I think the potential is top five. If everybody hits where I think they could hit, you know, like Pittman continuing to do what he does and Alec Pierce, you know, having a good first year, not like a great, but at least a good first year and, you know, our tight ends and Ian Pines being used. And I don't know if Taylor's going to have as many yards this year, realistically, because you're going to get more passing in this offense. But I do believe he's going to be more effective because I think he's going to have more opportunities. I think the play action is going to open up a lot of opportunities for him because it's going to get to the point, let's say Jonathan Taylor is dominating a game, and then you have Matt Ryan who's also dominating. You don't know what they're going to do in a play action. Like They could run it, or it could be a pass. You, you just don't know. And then, of course, Matt Ryan, he's going to take the layups. Like He's going to take the easy passes if nothing else is open. He's not going to force something. And look, Matt Ryan has a much better chance of getting an 80-yard run been throwing a left-handed pass so uh, i'll just throw that out there <laughs> yeah one thing that came to mind guys as we were kind of talking about the passing offense matt ryan all those things and talking about balance as well was you look at the stats receiving wise for the colts last year michael Pittman jr nearly 1100 yards the second highest receiver for the colts zach pasqua 384 yards all season yeah. That is like the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like talk about imbalance talking about, you talk about force feeding a guy in Michael Pittman jr. I mean, my goodness. I mean, we all saw what, what a great player Pittman was in his second year, but the balance there, I guess is my question. Cause we saw it with Phillip rivers in 2020, right? Getting the guys like Naheem Hines involved, you know, the offense was a little bit more balanced. T Y Hilton, Michael Pittman, all those guys were kind of getting involved down the stretch. Uh, do you foresee something like that? You know, more of a balance in terms of spreading the ball out a little bit more to what the Colts like to do and how Frank Reich likes to use a lot of these weapons. Do you foresee that being something the Colts really try to get better at and get back to this year with Matt Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think we're going to see just more balance across the field when it comes to all of our receivers. I, I can't see Michael Pittman getting 1,200 yards receiving and then like Alec Pierce getting like 300. I, I think the number two receiver is probably going to be closer to 600 yards receiving, um, maybe 700, depending on how dominant the pass game is. I could potentially see that happening. I don't think it's going to be like, you know, the Peyton Manning days where like, Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, Dallas Clark, you know, we're getting 100 catches each. I, I don't see that happening, but I do think you're going to see at least one other receiver hit like 600 yards instead of only, you know, 300 with Michael Pittman getting over 1,000. Well, I'll tell you what, it has a lot to do with whether or not Paris Campbell can stay healthy. If, ha if Paris sure. Campbell can stay healthy throughout the whole season, you could legitimately see – uh, a really dying, you, you bring up that that season with Peyton Manning having three guys over a thousand yards and ten touchdowns. You got to remember, Edger and James had fifteen hundred yards rushing that same season. It was insane, right? It was ridiculous. So you know, when you have something, if if health is on your team at that point, if Paris Campbell and Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman Jr. are healthy all year, and Jonathan Taylor stays healthy all year, this is a very very dynamic offense. You know, and it you could legitimately turn some heads with this offense, and I, I can't wait to see this season uh, if, if that actually comes to fruition. 
Yeah, it's going to be fun to see, guys, who steps up, you know, also with some of these young receivers, these young tight ends, who kind of steps up into the fold and, and continues to add to this receiving room, right? Is it a guy like Ashton Doolin? Is it a guy like Desmond Patman, Mike Strawn, all those names down there? Who's going to make the step up? I'm really excited to see what's going to happen, um, and I'm really excited to see this offense start to find that balance again. It's going to be a fun year. But guys, if you're still listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out Lawrence's channel. Be sure to check out What's that? Oh, okay. <laughs> be sure to hit the like button as well. Yeah, yeah, that's always good. Uh, check out these two guys' channel. They do fantastic work around the Colts as well. I'll put the link to both their channels in the description as well. Let me know what your guys' thoughts are. Where do you think the Colts stand on offense? What do you think their ceiling is? Where do you think they realistically are going to be? Um, let us know all those things in the comment, but that'll do it for this one, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.